Hello, and welcome to The Spiel of Time, a spoiler-free podcast discussing Robert Jordan's fantasy epic series, The Wheel of Time. Each episode, Chris, a first-time reader, and Tom, a series veteran, read one or two chapters and sit down to examine them a little deeper. This week, Tom. Any news? Yeah, any, anything you want to share? I don't share anything. Bro. What about you? You're the sharer. Um, no, I've got nothing, mate. <laughs> God, we started with this then instead of just fucking getting into it. Well, I was trying to, like. <laughs> Do this every time. No. You, am- you ambush me with banter and it's like, quick, be funny. And I'm like, I've got nothing. You don't have to be funny. Just. That's, that's a relief. Just be honest. But yeah, I thought I would. I, thought I was that. being honest when I said nothing's fucking happened. I, I thought I won't like deliberately label it as banter, so maybe you won't panic as much when it starts. <laughs> See me sweating as soon as the bee <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I vote we just push on because. Uh, Go on. I think I, you you've seen me and said we haven't got a lot of talk about you, but I think we do. So. No. No. no we'll see. You're just very dismissive. <laughs> we'll see. Right, go on and give us a give us a summary for chapter thirty-seven, the long chase. Uh, Nynaeve, still with Lan and Moraine, is getting pretty sick of their shit, but needs their help to find the Evans Fielders. Luckily for her, Moraine finally gets a fix on one of the boys' coins, which is Perrin in prison with the White Folks, and Nynaeve is enlisted to create a distraction to aid their escape. Pretty succinct little summary for yeah, you there, I think. It's not a long chapter, is it? No. Quite a nice chapter, though. I quite liked it. Yeah. Um, I ain't got a lot to start with until... It's where I mentioned we're in Nynaeve's perspective, isn't it? Yep. It's all... Everything we mentioned is coming from Nynaeve. I felt like that was covered in my summary. Yeah, we've got to to stay. We've got to view everything through a Nynaeve lens, which is your favourite way of viewing things. Super super angry lens, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so we, yeah, we're naive. Naive. <laughs> Freudian <laughs> thing. She gets called naive all the time, doesn't she? Um, Not to her face. Yeah, you know, she hates it. She'll hit you on the head of a club if you tell her. Anyhow. Yes, we're with naive. And really, in this chapter, the first thing I've got to talk about is this continued lust for land. Lust for land. Yeah. She's got a lust for land. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Okay, explain yourself. So I think I mentioned in the last Nynaeve chapter that there was a little bit of lust for land. You did mention that, yeah. Um, well, I think we've got some new, some some continuation of the theme. Have you got some more evidence of you? A little bit. Some of it's really tenuous. Like I appreciate that. So there's first bit is um, he he puts his hand on her arm. <laughs> <laughs> That, I mean, that is that is reaching. <laughs> yeah, he told, he's trying to hold her hand. He's trying, trying to hold her hand, so... Not more. We'll put it in context then. So where, where are we? What are we doing? Where? We're on the Camelon Road. Yeah. Still trying to get to Camelon and get a fix on the boys. Yeah, we're trying to find... Trying to find well, we know that it's Perrin, don't we? Yeah. But our trio here don't know who it is. Nope. Um, and... She's pretty much on the outside of this little group she's in. She's sort of not privy to all of the conversations of that Moraine and Lan are having. Yeah, it feels like, I don't know about you, but it feels like Nynaeve and Lan are sort of pretty practised at doing this sort of thing, so there's a lot of... 
unsaid. Yes. Like just knowing what yeah, the next They don't have is. to sort of sit yeah. down and plan. So Nani's feeling a bit out of the loop at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Although we do get that Moraine gets a bit uh, panicked at one point. Yeah, she um, she loses track of one of the coins. She does, well, yeah. Well, the only coin that's left with anyone. Yes. Um, but she finds it again. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's strange. It's like she, she gets very panicked and said that he's not dead, but he's lost his token. Mm-hmm. But then I'm not sure how, how far we're getting after that. But he, he regains the coin, doesn't he? And yes. She, she becomes calm again. But I don't know if you had any sort of thoughts about when this was. Yeah, so uh, we've gone back in time a little bit to when, oh, pretty much when Perrin wakes up. Or just, sorry, it'll be just just when Perrin gets sort of knocked out, essentially. Yes. And then he gets his, he'll have got his stuff taken off him by the white cloaks. And then yeah, because right. re- that was on the table, wasn't it? They were sort of yes. looking at his bones. And then the regaining of it was in that chapter where he was being um, interrogated by Barnhold. Yes. Um, and then he got his stuff back at the end of that chapter, I believe. Yes. They were, in they that were, chapter. They were going to take it off him, but then Barnhold was like, we're not thieves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Long so, story short, he gets the coin back and Moraine's calm again. Yes. And then, um, yeah. So then, so obviously now Nynaeve knows that we're we're on the on the on the case trying to get someone. Yeah. And then Lamb puts his hand on her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want to clarify? Um, <laughs> that could be a problematic. Abruptly, Nynaeve was jerked from memory back to the night. There really was a hand on her arm. Um, she fumbled for a knife and then she realised it was lamb. It's like that classic sort of film thing, isn't it, where someone wakes someone up and then they sort of like pull a knife on them. Yeah. What films are you watching? <laughs> the classic film where no, I mean, like, knives on people all the time. I mean, I get, it's sort of like the gun under the pillow scenario, isn't it? I think a lot of the rings, but I don't want to mention a lot of the rings yet again. Go on. When they wake Aragorn up and he's like, yeah. <laughs> pulls his knife out. Okay. You won't remember that. You're not, you're not the biggest fan of me. Yeah. <laughs> well. But anyway, so she pulls, <laughs> she goes to pull a knife on land before she realises who it is. I mean, that's not much evidence of uh, no, romantic no, feelings. Uh, uh, excuse me. I love you. Pull a knife on him. So then they secure the horses. And he straightened and he grasped her hand and held <laughs> up into the night. Um, and I mean, that's a pretty romantic way of saying that he led her through the darkness yes. to find some way, yeah. Um, well, she just said that he, she couldn't have followed him through the darkness without yeah, him as yeah, a guide. This is purely yeah. practical. But she was not certain that she could pull loose if he did not want to release her anyway. He had very strong hands. <laughs> Again, statement of fact. I don't know, it feels uh, vaguely sexual. <laughs> like she's I mean, I mean, going on about his eyes all the time. Uh, I mean, like she's imagining this, what their hands could do. I mean, I feel like this is all on you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> You're no, focused on his very strong hands. <laughs> no, Nynaeve's focused on that. <laughs> She's staying a fact, man. It's pretty dark and he's leading her. Yeah. Anyhow, a bit further on. <laughs> a bit further on, we've got... Um, they sort of, they found the camp and all yes, the rest of it. they found the White Cloud camp, yeah. And she asks how he's going to free, free them. Um, and then... It was not until he glanced at her that she realised how much assurance there had been in her that he could march into the middle of 200 men and come back with a boy. Which is like, she sort of passes out as being because he's a warder, but 
I think there's a bit more to it than that. A bit more of a, like a respect for him. Yeah, I think it's sort of the running theme between these two, isn't it? It's sort of like a grudging <clears throat> respect. Yeah. They seem very... Yeah, like she does... None of them really talk about one it. One of the but... previous chapters, she sort of like hated the fact that he was always silent all the time. But like, he respected her tracking. Yeah. And he... And she respects his hands and eyes. Okay. <laughs> 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 you got this, this pretty, pretty big reach, I think, but... Yeah. But, anyhow, after she said that, she wondered if he was laughing at her. Um, which, to me, that's like a sign of insecurity. So... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, and she's quite insecure as a person, but why would she care if Lamb's laughing? She'd just sit on the edge of a club if she didn't want something else for him. If there wasn't other more complicated feelings. I, I also think it's, I mean, maybe this is just me making it up, but there's quite an age difference as well. All right. Like, I haven't really, I don't, I don't know if I've really aged Lamb. Yeah, I, feel like, I think it's mentioned at some point that he's got, like, grey in his hair, like, at the temples and stuff, mm-hmm. so, like, and we already know Nanny's what, like, we guessed that about, yeah, 26, I think we guessed yeah. that. So, yeah, there's, like, a, bit I'm, I'm going to say, like, a 20-year age gap, maybe. So, there's, I think, although it's, like, an insecure thing, it's obviously, like, a, he's obviously got a lot more experience in the world than she has as mm. well. No, she loves him. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> moving on. Moving I on feel like on. I was going, oh, evidence, 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 and you just go, nah. <laughs> Ignored. No. It's not evidence, it's red herrons <laughs> and false flags. Right? Told you before, you, can, you can trust me. I've met you before, I know what you're like. You're always trying to throw me off the scent. Um, so, also, um, there's a little bit later on. I've, I've got to s- skip over something else and come, come, uh, I'll just deal with this again. Yeah, yeah. Not with this naive and land situation. Yeah. Um, she's sort of goes into the forest after Moraine's grabbed her arm and she's trying to show that it doesn't hurt. So Moraine caught her arm in a grip almost as strong as Lan's. So yeah. Is that some feelings there as well? No, no, she hates one. Ah, okay. No, okay. It's hatred, that one. Okay. <laughs> You're just not reading it properly. <laughs> I'm not reading it properly. <laughs> almost as strong. So you got a different version of the book where it's like written differently. No, no. I've got a lot of like ad italic, so <laughs> like this means something else. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so the grip had hurt, but she didn't want Moraine to know it. Um, and then the water was gone, she realised with a start, and she hadn't heard him leave, and then she was like, like, blind the bloody man! Um, which is good voice for her again, but... Again, put on a voice, but... So what was so the water? Well, we're getting there. Um, she was blushing in the, in the woods after that. Um, she, she was blushing in the woods, because she was glad there was no one there to see her blush, and... Uh, she was not in any kind of competition with the warder. Oh no! Like, oh no! I don't know what else. That's vaguely Scottish. See, I think. I think I'm gonna admit that. Like, I feel like there's definitely some sort of feelings on Nineveh's part. Maybe. Oh yeah, it's is a lust it? so for land. Right, okay. It's not. It's not going the other way. Okay. Well, there's no evidence to say it's going the other way just yet. I think again, it's it, maybe she's, she's more sort of nervous in his presence, almost like. Mm-mm. You're not like he's, he's absolutely not. No, no, no. Okay. Well, this is naive. He was like ready to fucking chop a bitch up when somebody, <laughs> when somebody fucking called her a young girl or something after like <laughs> the first time they met. Like, so, the, so the fact that she's like not like beating him over the head means that she likes him. 
Yes. Right, okay. Generally, like, the people I like, I do not beat over the head. What about yourself? Go on, people you don't like. <laughs> Go on, there's some people. I'd just watch your back if I was you. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, and then a bit later on, she's off doing the plan to to help release Perrin. Yeah, because she's been enlisted to create a distraction by releasing the horse, or almost releasing horses. Yes, um, and she releases like a, a chunk of them, and then she was like ready to quit because it was getting a bit dangerous. But uh, she didn't because she could imagine Lan's eyes when he heard what she had done. There'd be no accusation in them. Her reasoning was sound, and he would not expect any more of her. She was a wisdom that a bloody great invincible warder could make himself all but invisible. But Jaw said she moved to the last picket line. So, so she's pushing. She cares herself. about what yes. he thinks about yeah. her. So, um, yeah, I can definitely see that one. It's, that she definitely cares about what he thinks. But yeah, and that's it, really. Um, when I started this, it was like, oh, the older dads. And then, was, <laughs> then as, as I got further into the chapter, I was like, oh, there is actually a little bit more evidence, yeah, yeah. a bit more sort of specific evidence about her feelings for Lan anyway. Yeah, I concede those points, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the lust for Lan dealt with. Yeah. I've got a little t- tiny bit on uh, how much I hate Nynaeve. <laughs> what? <laughs> This is brand new information. <laughs> it's caught of nowhere. Um, and, you know, by sort of extension, Egwene. What have they done now? Like, Egwene's not even in this chapter. And, and I said to you before recording, like, I think... I think that the audiobooks made me... Like, I was listening to the audiobook, and these bits I'm about to describe, when they happened to the audiobook, I was like, oh, fuck off now. <laughs> <laughs> because she's like, she's just so, like, single-minded. Like, all the time, and, like, all she cares about is a grain, but she's, like, under the illusion... I mean, I'll get into the actual point in a minute, but she's, like, she's under the illusion she's there for all of the Emmons Fielders, but, like, every every action and sort of thing she talks about or says or does sort of proves that to be a lie, because literally all she cares about is a grain. See, I feel like we've said this before, but do you think that's true, that she only cares about a grain, or do you think it is what she's already said, that she can sort of box the boys away? Because Moraine and Lan are so focused on them. No, because she doesn't think Moraine and Lan are good for them. Do you think she's softening that? There's been a few points in these last chapters where she's, some, she's sort of like, there is some, ah, maybe Moraine's telling there, there the truth. Point, and, yeah, I don't know whether it's this one or the next one, but she just sort of begrudgingly accepts that they're maybe not as bad as she thought. But still... I, I can only say how, how I she, see it, which is that like she's... It's not that she doesn't care about the boys, it's that she feels like she's the only one caring about Egwene currently. So she's got to yeah, focus on fucking that. fucking she's the only one caring about Egwene. She's a fucking awful person. That's how I feel doing this, yeah. po- that's how I feel doing this podcast. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm the only one who cares about Egwene. Well. <laughs> the only thing I care about Egwene is when her death is. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so there's this bit where... Um, oh, I'm at the wrong page by the moment. She realised, so this so we've, we've slightly covered a bit where she decides to push on and release the horse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she finds out it's Bella. Yeah, she does. And she sort of jumps to the conclusion that because Bella's there, Egwene must be there, and she's like absolutely delighted about it. Um, and I'm trying to, trying to find the line that says, it's like, oh, she, yeah. 
this is what it's, it's it's probably the audible because it's like oh whichever the bo- whichever of the boys was in the camp Egwene was there too like <laughs> and it's like that's how it's said in the audiobook and I was like fuck off my Eve she's just happy that her friend's safe is that not a fine reaction I don't know because I don't feel like when she found out that Perrin was well that one of the boys was there I don't feel like she had that same reaction I feel like I surely knows that though no but even when you went back to when she found out. At the no. start of the chapter, I don't I, think she I, had that same sort of joyous like, reaction. Do you know yeah, what I, I mean? I do think she's closer to Uguen, though. I mean, like, I feel like she's got a more joyous reaction because she is closer to Uguen. Like, nah, she's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she's. I feel like she's here for all of them, but like on a personal level, like Uguen was her apprentice and stuff, and like we already heard about the sort of healing in the past, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So but she healed Perrin as well, didn't she? I don't know, I'm sure she said she healed Egwene no, and that, Perrin. No, Moraine said you've healed one of these. Oh, one of them. Because that's how you found us. Mm. So I think she's just got a better, sort of closer relationship with Egwene. Well, uh, I feel like you're under the impression that she'd like sort of... She, she needs to be impartial. Why? Because she's a wizard. She's, she's, she's still her favourite. She, again, this is, this is why her youth comes into it. She's an inexperienced wisdom. She's she's younger. Like she She's just happy to find out her friends here. Yeah, so she's wrong. <laughs> No, you say. saying. Again, I'm not saying it's like sound logic. I'm just saying it's from her a, a point human, of view. A human reaction. From yeah. her point of view, she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. God. Got it. Yeah. I'm just gonna give up. <laughs> What's your next point? Uh, I forgot about this point, but I've just I've just spotted it. Uh, there's a little bit like a Lanny Lanny Wolf boy. Lanny Lanny Wolf boy. <laughs> the fuck is this story? <laughs> so you know how I, uh, I have a. Not a long-standing theory that Lan is something to do with wolves. One of your original theories that Lan was a werewolf, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, I mean, and I don't know whether this really is Lanny Wolfboy or whether this is more Elias Wolfboy, but he sees wolves about on a night, and he's seen two, and if they saw that many, there are probably more. And yep. it was almost as if they wanted me to see them. Anyway, they shouldn't bother you. Wolves usually stay away from the people. So... This sort of the fact that they showed themselves to him but didn't attack him sort of suggests that he's a friend to them. Okay. And he is able to see them, I guess, like notice them. It's sort of similar instinct. Yeah, it seems like the wolves have let themselves be seen, so I suppose it's why. Yeah. Yeah, that's the question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean I, I mean we're gonna cover the next chapter as well, aren't we, today? Yeah. So I guess we could briefly cover the fact that Lan knows Elias. Yeah. So that could be the potential reason why. Okay. But, um, yeah, because Elias, he can see, yeah, because Elias is a wolfy boy, isn't he? So he can see what the wolves see. So yeah. Remember, hey, that's Lan. Maybe. He can help us out, <laughs> um, potentially, but still, it's 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 wolves around Lan. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really, that's all, it's the only bit in the chapter, but I think it's still worth yeah, mentioning. Yeah, worth, worth, worth mentioning, yeah. Uh, and then finally, big if true. Big if true. Uh, potential power usage. Ah, yes, you mentioned you mentioned this to me pre-pod, but so so let's let's hear what this uh, theory is. So yes, yeah, so this is Nynaeve on her distraction mission. She's cut all the horses. Yeah, so her job's to sort of cut the horse lines, and then when. Moraine's distraction happens, the yeah. horses all run in all directions. And then yeah. the white cogs will be worried about the horses and yes. not what else is going on. 
Um, and so she's done the last horse, um, and she's getting a bit nervous. And it says here that desperately she wished for Marie not to wait on her return. Whatever the Aes Sedai was going to do, let her do it now. Light, make her do it now before... And then some lightning hits and okay. some more lightning and, and uh, sends all the horses wild. So I think Nynaeve's used the power there. So this, so you're saying this wasn't Moraine causing the distraction? This no. was Nynaeve. This is classic Robert Jordan hiding shit within classic shit. Classic hiding shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. So you think she she caused the lightning? Yes. Mm. Based on my sort of previous theories on when Rand has used the power, she she had a need that she wanted, and that need has now been fulfilled. So sort of like a unconscious usage, almost like. Yeah, yeah. She didn't deliberately use yeah. it, um, but we do know that she can use the power. Okay. So. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, either way, whoever it was, they're successful in their sort of distraction mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stuff starts happening. Well, while we're on with powers, I've just remembered. I've uh, I've started to feel pretty proud of myself about when I when I think I've spotted all these power usages. So, but then I remembered that I don't know why they used the power in Bearlong. Well, who are we talking about now? Sorry, Rand, Rand and Perrin. Perrin's poorly in Bearlong, and Rand is a silly Billy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Rand is silly Billy confirmed. Yeah. So I theorised that they had potentially used the power before that point. Okay. So I went back to have a look to see if I could pinpoint it, because how can I really be king, king power finder <laughs> if I can't, you know, find all the powers? Okay. So I still, Perrin, I'm still stumped about Perrin. Okay. The more I think about Perrin, the more I think he, he's a red heron. I think he's just, I think he's just wanted to stay in bed all day. <laughs> I don't think he'd used the power. So a red heron in the fact that he hasn't? No. Okay. Because uh, I cannot see, because we haven't got a point of view perspective of Perrin before that point. No. So, and I can't see any sort of times where it's like, he's done something that would warrant it. That would warrant okay. his sickness. But, I mean, by that, by that talking as well, did you see a point where... Run should be. Yes. You did. I've got it. You've got it. I found it, mate. I mean, I'd expect no less from King Power Spotter. <laughs> King Power Spotter. That's <laughs> 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 my official title for an hour. I'm, I'm enjoying this thorough going back and searching and yeah. Yeah, so. But yeah, so lay it on me. So, in one of the chapters, <laughs> this is one, one of them. <laughs> one of them. Thoroughly researched. <laughs> it's when they're on the way to Taran Ferry. Um, Egwene is on Bella okay. and Rand is um, I haven't underlined anything so this is all, I'm just winging it from memory Off the cuff. but Rand is all like oh, I said Bella could keep up but not at a full sprint the entire time okay. and then he's like well if I have to I'll hold back to, to stop Egwene from falling back if they were looking to yes. leave her behind yes he does say that um, and then he gets like he gets a funny feeling, doesn't he? In the right, in the in the right, um, he gets like some kind of a tingle, some kind of a chill, and then Bella's like keeping up pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty well. And then when they get to wherever they're getting to, Moraine goes to like heal all the horses, and she's like, "Well, Bella's actually held up the best here." So, 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 hang on. What are you saying's happened? I'm saying he's used his power to like keep Bella fast. Like, or rejuvenated, or something. 
something like that. So he's done something to make Bella run faster. Yes. That's all right. Okay. He's done something to the horses. Yeah. Okay. And that was before he was a silly Billy and Belle. Yes, because okay. I think it's before Taran Ferry. I'm not sure if it's yeah. I'm not sure where it is, but I remember the bit you're on about. Yeah. Yeah. So power usage. Power usage confirmed. 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 Check me out. Um, so, so parents are red herring. Yeah. But I like how that rhymes. Parents are red herring. <laughs> and then, so have we got? Have we got usage and reaction there for for everything you've said? Just, just, just checking in. Yeah, usage and reaction. Yeah. So if we say, is that the first usage we're saying? <clears throat> yes. And then we've got the reaction in Berlong. So when he sort of starts a white cloak. Yes. So then another usage. Uh, when he pulls the boom. To co- knock the trollic off? Yep. Yeah. And then when he climbs a mast. Climbs a mast. Then. Any more? Yes. Lightning bolts on the dark friends in. Four kings? Yep. Yeah. And then the sickness in the cat. Sickness in the cat and the, in the inn. Yes. Is that what we're saying in the yeah. reaction there? Yeah, it goes, gets sick in the end, doesn't it? Right. I like it, but they're all very different. Yeah. Like, reaction-wise. Yeah, they're all different usages. Okay. One's, um... One, one is just, like, soothing a horse, if you like. <laughs> soothing a horse, <laughs> you know? yeah. I don't know how much that takes up too much. Okay. Bit of a silly billy after. Says something you shouldn't say to somebody you shouldn't say it to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you're saying, like, sort of severity yeah. of the reaction. next step up. Okay. He pulls something telekinetically yeah. with his mind. Then he gets a bit sillier climbing up masts and doing somersaults and shit. So, which is a yeah, bit yeah. sillier than saying something <laughs> stupid, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit sillier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a bit of a more extreme power usage. Yeah. It? And then <laughs> the next thing is literally summoning fucking lightning bolts. Really, really bad with that one. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think we can all agree that summoning a lightning bolt is a much better usage of the power than summoning a fucking horse, especially I mean, one that Egwene's riding. I mean, it was it was a storm. I mean, what, no, no, no yeah. I've told you that's it. that's how he's riding his shit. So <laughs> Jordan's riding it. Okay, <laughs> just just letting you know. I mean, there was lightning mentioned a few times. Yeah, yeah, but, but none of them like you know specifically hit exactly where <laughs> Rand needed it to hit at that time, or did it? Okay, but, so. <laughs> So then that's the more severe usage, so we get the more severe reaction. Yeah. So that was it. Oh, I like it. Okay. Yeah. So, just call me King Power Spotter. <laughs> King Power Spotter. <laughs> and then we've got another one here, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, four for four, eh? Just I mean, I know. Nail them with a wall, even. Yeah, but I don't think we get reactions from that, Eve, do we? Because I mean, she's yeah. sort of been established to have been using it for a bit longer. Yes, it, it, if we're following this train of thought that Nynaeve is using it, then what we found out from Moraine is that sort of like a a new user, like a new channeler yeah. thing. And she sort of found the way. I think she's saying channel but, instead of use, by the way. Okay. And our terminology is mixed up. No, power touch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Star Wars stuff, isn't it? Like <laughs> force user. Yeah, okay. Um, this is channeling. So yeah, but... So we found out from Moraine that like these sort of um, reactions and sicknesses and things like that, that's when you're sort of first exposed. And so we already know that Nynaeve has 
used previously. It. Yeah, she's used unknowingly been using it for quite a long time. And I think doesn't uh, Marin say to Nani that she sort of found a, a like a rudimentary way of dealing with it herself? Yes, so that she doesn't necessarily need the training, whereas like, Wayne yes. is more powerful and will kill herself if she doesn't get the training. Yes, Nani, Nani would essentially have died if she hadn't wrestled this sort of if she hadn't worked out a way. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's that, man. Good stuff. Um, oh, so while we're on about Nynaeve, won't we? So we we don't get necessarily get a reaction from Nynaeve, but after having sort of realised that Rand's been doing stuff to horses, <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could word that differently, but let's stick with it. <laughs> Rand horse botherer. <laughs> Um, there's also a potential usage from Nynaeve in like calming the horse that wakes up that she's when she's cutting the rope. Yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely the lightning strikes. Maybe you know horse whisperer. And yeah, I mean we, just. A, I mean it's not really a rebuttal, but start of this chapter we do get like Nynaeve's with the horses and. She's pretty good with horses, like at the start of this. Oh, well, we also chapter. get that Lance Horse hates her. Lance Horse is basically land. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, oh yeah, so she should, She loves the horse, <laughs> but the horse doesn't the, love her. Yeah, the horse is literally going to bite her until Lan gives her the reins and yeah. says, nah, she's alright. No, I, I think, um, no, I mean, I, and that one's less, I'm less uh, set on that one, but it's, okay. it's a possibility. Okay. It's, it is sort of, again, something that she needs. The horse not to winnie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and something that she then also gets. But it, it, it's, it's less obvious, I think. Okay. If that, if that is, like, it could be, it could just be pure luck. You'd say, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think that's us done with 37, isn't it? Yeah, boy. So, should we just barrel straight into 38? You want to? I mean, you wanted to mention, so, do we do symbol or summary first? Which one do you want Let's to do? do symbol. Because it, uh, you said you had something to mention here, didn't you? I think I, so. I don't know what this is. I've worked somewhere. Right, so we're on chapter 30, aren't we? And the symbol is the water and sun. I think we've had it before. And it looks like a big teardrop yes. and sun's on it, doesn't it? Your words, not mine. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I've also, when I've been looking back at chapter symbols, I've sort of realised that the te- what I assume is a teardrop is actually kind of like an inverted horn dragon fang thing and then that kind of looks like a yin and yang symbol so dragon fang clearly evil okay clearly the yang i don't know which i don't don't know my yin and yangs very well i think yang's the black one let's go with that yeah yeah really good because just because it's left to right right, it's white (laughs) yang so this looks like it might be the yin Okay. Well, if you put them both together. Put them both together, yeah. I wonder if we've ever seen this this symbol before. Um, I've got a vague recollection okay. <laughs> of something. Uh, is it describing like the two types of the power? Maybe. So are, so are we talking about side in and side out? I think so. Okay. Something to that effect. But even if you look at the, like the, the 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 curvature within the within the the yin, you yeah, can I mean, kind of already see yeah yeah the, the 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 reverse shape if you like yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, this is have to watch out for this symbol. Wonder if we've seen it before. And we know Dragonfang is always bad chapters, okay, or bad people. 
and we've only really had the water and sun in chapter 12. I say water and sun, we'll call it ying. <laughs> ying from now on. Okay. Um, in across so, the tower. So you're saying, you, the one thing I will say is that we're saying dragon's fine. Yeah. But we're not, we, you're saying we don't have a name for this one? Oh. Just one um, <laughs> I just. <laughs> Really? Because you really, saying really, you, you've yeah. got like dragon's fang and then you're like this water thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a name for it. I'm okay. not saying that there hasn't been a name. No, no, I'm just. I'm but just, I don't know what it is. I'm just like making sure I know where we are. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, guess who's going to be doing some reading at some point? <laughs> I've only read this book about forty times by now. Just going back and going. I'll, I'll find this bit. I'll, I'll do it. Um. But yeah, no, I don't know what that is. But yeah, see if we've seen this symbol before, like the two together. In or yeah, if we see it in the future. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a little thing I've got going on. No, oh, okay, I like a little it. project I'm working on. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was done with it, but it turned, it's turned into a project yeah. all of a sudden. You have to get your red string out again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like I said, previously seen chapter twelve across the Taran, um, which is when you know, shockingly. The gang get across the Taran and then whirlpool the shit out of a fucking raft. Yeah. Um, and I believe Egwene starts fiddling with the power as well. <laughs> fiddling with the power. I can't remember if that was that chapter, but I'll take it over. It's around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't mean again. I feel like it's good. Okay. Based on my yin and yang theory, but. Um, so you sort of two theories are sort of good and evil, and also side are inside it. Yeah, because okay. like, because I guess Sidar and Sidon's also kind of posited as good and evil because the female side of it is good because you don't die and go crazy and fucking turn the world inside out and the, and the man side of it is um bad because of that other stuff I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good stuff. I like it. Cool, man. So that was only, what, 10 minutes on the symbol, so... <laughs> getting get into summary. Summary. Let's go. Chapter 38, Rescue. Back with Perrin, we find out that one of the White Cloaks, Bayer, has taken a particular dislike to him, but just as things seem pretty bleak, Bayer uncharacteristically offers Perrin and Egwene a chance. However, the shit hits the fan right at this moment, which leads to a mini reunion of some of our original fellowship. So, yeah. Good summary. Yeah, again, yeah. Pretty succinct. So we we start off with Perrin, don't we? We do. Perrin um, is in prison. Pretty sore. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's being treated quite poorly by Bayer. Yeah. Um, and he sort of been manhandled quite a bit. Yeah, we get how they're travelling as well, which seems like pretty brutal for... Like walking? Yeah, for Nani, but they're sort of... They're... Uh, Tied behind a horse, and by the neck, mm-hmm. and like and scared of tripping up. And yeah, it's sort of like yeah. if parents under the impression that if he does fall over, they won't they, stop. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So that's pretty brutal. Very brutal. And it seems like the only thing they've got to look forward to when they get to their destination is uh, hot irons and pincers. Yeah, nice slicing. He believes it all because. Bayer doesn't take any joy in telling him. He just repeats it all as like a matter of fact. Yeah, it's said a few times, isn't it? And like for me, that's the scariest part, isn't it? Like the total just, lack of emotions. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah this not... is just gonna happen. I'm not gonna take any joy in it. It's yeah, just... yeah, this is how it has to be. Yeah. it's not. 
It's not me. It's not like somebody's going to stop me from doing it because this is just how we rock and roll. And that's why Perry believes him, isn't it? Yeah. Um, my first note in this chapter is Egwene being an idiot. <laughs> first <laughs> note. Nothing else to talk about. Just no, no. There's, there's, this isn't. This is just the first thing chronologically that comes up. <laughs> oh, okay. But. But like, first of all, she's just sleeping, like just happening, sleeping all the time. I mean, I'd say that's pretty clever, isn't it? <laughs> no. Sleeping when you can. Just absolutely unbothered. Perrin's like definitely going to prison when he gets, <laughs> because he's getting, and she's I think just like. you look as exhausted. And she's just, yeah, but Perrin's exhausted. And he's like. I'd say Perrin's, sleepless. Perrin's being an idiot for not sleeping. I, don't, I mean, I just don't know how she can. I don't know if she can just put all of that stuff behind her and be like, ah, oh, lovely night's sleep. <laughs> I don't think... Again, I'm not kidding anyway. <laughs> but anyhow, there's that. Then there's... <laughs> when he, when Perrin wakes her up. Yeah. Whoa, what? <laughs> she's just woken up. Why is she asleep? She's an idiot. She's asleep because she's been there's, tied around. There's dangers everywhere. Tied by her neck to a horse all day. There's dangers everywhere. Um, anyhow, the only danger here is how you're going to come off in this regard. <laughs> Perrin luckily saves her from getting manhandled by, by her, getting kicked awake. Uh, however, well, Bayer seems in a pretty good mood. Well, he's not kicking anyone. Yeah, but he doesn't have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then Bayer sort of suggests that they're dark friends, and Egwene says, for the hundredth time, we aren't dark friends. And it's like, Egwene, shut up. For the hundredth time. Why? Why are you still banging that drum? Because Just learn she's learn that it's only gonna get you a fucking lecture, as it says here. You usually get him a lecture. At best a lecture, at worst a beating. Like whatever she says isn't gonna is falling on deaf ears. So just stop being antagonistic. Yeah, but do you not think it's part of the whole defiance thing? Like it's part of fighting back almost, isn't it? Like you can't you can't physically do anything. But you're not gonna let them tell you what you are. Does that make sense? It does, but I just think it's <laughs> you've seen you've seen Braveheart, right? Yeah. yeah. In the Braveheart, when they're like, "All you have to say is," I can't remember what it says now, but it's like, "All you got to say, like, apologize for what it is, what you've done," and he shouts, "Freedom or whatever," even though they're torturing him. Hmm. It's that sort of thing, isn't it? It's like I know what I, you mean, wa- I know what you want me to say, I don't know, and it I'm... might save me some pain. But no, I'm gonna no, I'm, I'm gonna I... fight you. <laughs> I know what you're aiming for, <laughs> but that's like fucking like a pinnacle moment. Like, this is not a pinnacle moment. This is just her fucking banging the same drum that she has done again, time like, by her own admission. For, for me, this is, again, it's the, it's the two rivers stubbornness. It's like, I know what you think, but I'm not. I'm not a dark friend, and I'm going to tell you I'm not a dark friend. It might be the hundredth time, and I know you're not going to believe me, but I'm going to say it anyway. No, I mean, I guess the difference is that she's not the one getting the fucking beatings, isn't it? Is she not? Not really. I mean, if any of the kicked her awake, if she didn't, if yeah, Perrin I mean, didn't wake her up, she's not getting off scot free, is she? Well, I or, think we found out Perrin certainly get got a worse deal. Yeah, we, yeah, I think we find out later on the chapter, don't we? But yeah, but yeah, um, like I wouldn't say this is necessarily stupidity on Egwene's part. I'd say it's I don't know, I'd say it's defiance. Yes and no, because there's an element that if if say me and you were imprisoned, right, and I was watching you every day. For not fucking saying anything, for not yeah. being antagonistic, getting beaten, getting kicked, and fucking all the rest of it. You know, there's also like, you know, just saving yourself. <laughs> there's defiance of the saving yourself. I'd be like, well, I ain't gonna and fucking again, poke that bear. If, if, we look at, <laughs> if we look at what she says as well, 
she doesn't say I'm not a dark friend. Mm-hmm. She says we are dark friends, so she's still well, fighting not, for both of them. I'm, well. Yeah, not got a problem with like who she's fighting for. I've just got a problem with so the fact she's, that she's, she's bringing it up all the time. She's, she's seeing Perrin get beat, and obviously wants that stop, and knows, and she knows that Perrin doesn't want to say these right. things, so she's saying it for him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Again, I don't think this is stupidity. I think this is going well, being defiant and fighting in her own way. No, I think she's. <laughs> I understand I'm not going to convince you. <laughs> You're a pretty proud member of the Egwene Hate Society. Yeah, well, she is an awful person. <laughs> Anyhow, let's move on because you will always try and convince me that Egwene's alright and I will never believe you. <laughs> Someone's um, got a fire gone because it's not happening from you, is it? Well, anyway. once you do something worth fighting for, mate, I'll, I'll be there. I thought we were moving on. <laughs> you, you, you added. <laughs> yeah. Right, what do we get next then? Um, so this is just a, a weird thing that the buyers say to them that uh, the Lord Captain is caught in the cleft of a dilemma. Uh, because of the wolves, he must take you to the council, but he must reach Camelin too. We have no spare horses to carry you, but if we continue to let you walk, we will not reach Camelin by the appointed time. I just think this is weird. Why? They've got, there's 200 of them. Yeah. Like, you don't need a spare horse, just take somebody else's horse, it's one of the lower people, and give it to the prisoners, and then you can achieve both goals. And they haven't got enough horses for everybody. Yeah, but just take somebody who has got a horse. What do you mean? Just leave people behind. Well, they're, they're moving as a force, that's the point. They yeah, just leave some people behind. To do what? M- make it their own well, I think I think the point is that the Lord, cast, the Lord Captain has to be in two places. Yes, yeah, but two places... One after the other, not... I don't think they've got enough horses to take any sort of sizable force to the head, if you know what I mean. So the Lord Caston has to take... He has to take Perrin and Gwyn. Yeah. Like, to his Amador. And he's yeah. also got to get to Kermit in time. But he can't just break off with a few men with these prisoners. He's got his... He's obviously been sent as a, as a force to, to Camelin. He has to take the entire force to Camelin. Yes, that's what I'm reading now, yeah. So, no, because if not everybody's got a horse... They did. Yeah, yeah, no, they did. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, no, they yeah. did. But then it's not just the prisoners that's making it slow. No, it's not just them. But they've also dragged them behind by the blind. They've got to stop every night and... Like, they can't push this hard. Well, they can if they just gave the prisoners the horses and let the fucking... The people who aren't... Are you saying the white cloaks... No, like, not give them a horse, but, like, ride double with them. Yeah, I'm saying, are you saying the white cloaks are not doing things that make sense? Because I fully agree. But that is... Yeah. That is them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that is what I'm saying. Yes, that is the white cloaks. You could just have normal people. You could just have people who are free to walk and run and not be dragged by a horse yes. to do the walking. Yes, but they're going to treat them as badly as possible, even though that is counterintuitive, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. All right, so we're in agreement yes. that this is stupid. Yes. This is completely a problem of his own making. Yes. Right. right that's all right. <laughs> but it's because he's a white clock that he's yeah. making these decisions, yeah. All right, then that's fine. I can agree with that. Okay. Oh, we agreed on something. I can't believe it. What a time to be alive. <clears throat> So, so my main point, one of my main points now is Perrin and the Wolves. Because we haven't had much Perrin and the Wolves lately. We haven't. Are we skipping over Baia's plan or are we coming back to that? Oh, I was skipping it, but 
It's a fair one. We'll go into it if you want. Yeah, because Bayer, he's got a proposition for Perrin, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he saw. So what, what was your understanding? That he's going to help Perrin and Egwene to escape. Well, this sorry, this is how he frames it for Perrin. Yes. He's going to help Perrin and Egwene to escape by shuck, sh- chucking them a, a sharp rock. Yeah. Um, to to like release their bindings, and then they're free of the prisoners and like yeah. So so he's saying that Perrin and Egwene will then be free and these. That the rest of the white cloaks aren't bound to like drag them behind and yeah. try and be in two places at once. Perrin, as um, slower thinker as he normally is, yeah, yeah, um, sort of takes some time to think about it, and he does sort of come to the reasonable conclusion that well, once he's now cut his own bindings, that Bayer could just kill him and still solve the problem in the same in a very similar yeah, yeah. way uh, and get his sort of revenge or justice or, or whatever at the same time. It's an interesting little section here in italics. That's surprising. You love to pull out italics. We've got think it through. Light help me. Think it through and don't make any mistakes. Mm. Yeah, no, I thought it just feels like Perrin's in, in a right. voice, that one. Because not all of Ram's italics are external voice. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, has his, he has his own internal voice as well. It's just some of the things that are said to Rand are a bit a bit more like somebody else is saying them. I expected you to uh, sort of focus in on the light help me part because that's been a big thing for you so far, isn't it? Has it? Yeah, like every time you're like, power usage, you point to that phrase. Oh. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I mean... If you're not good, that's fine. But so we get. I don't to... think I've. I'd, I might always have brought that phrase up as a time at a time when how usage is done because that's where where it is in the in the thing. But I don't think I've ever made the connection that that's, All right. that's always said when a power usage happens. I'm not sure if it's always said, but I've, um, I think the con like that. If you take that with the italics, mm-hmm. I feel that's some like two things that you like to bring up. Like to bring up. I don't remember bringing up like help me. Maybe it's just in quotes and stuff, but... Yeah, I mean, let me just quickly light, make her do it now before... That's what Nynaeve says right before the lightning strikes. Yeah. Hmm. Just just an interesting line. Well, now I've got some news to look for. <laughs> and yeah, yeah 18-3 reading <laughs> previous chapters. Yeah. Um, no, so, yeah, so apparently he sort of weighs up by his offer, doesn't he, and comes to the conclusion that actually... Well... Yeah, that it might just be as bad for him. But before he sort of makes it re- really makes a decision one way or the other, he gets dapple in his head. He does. Telling that help is coming, and that Elias is all right. Essentially, I mean, well, Perrin asks if Elias is all right, and he yes. gets an image of him, and he's alive, but he's got a got a wound, hasn't he? Um, and he starts, uh, he starts grinning like an idiot, doesn't he? And... Yeah, and then Bayer, then because at first, right, I did think this took so long to fucking decide that Bayer's now was thinking better of it, but realistically, I think Bayer's plan was to kill him anyway. Yes. Um, but at first, I thought I was like, well, he's missed an opportunity to get out without causing a stink. But no, I think this that was always sort of Bayer's plan, and then sort of Perrin sees his face change, doesn't he? Yes. And realizes that. Um, Death is coming. Yeah. 
Uh, and before that happens, uh, the guards get killed. No, they don't get killed, sorry. They do not get killed, no. They, they make a point of not killing them. Um, and then Bayer gets knocked out, and it turns out it was Lan all along. Yeah. Yeah, because you get a bit of a vibe that he, Perrin thinks, well, so we know that there's a rescue attempt going on from the previous chapter. Well, so we're quite happy about this, but you get Perrin gets, like, maybe third vibes? Yeah, like there's, a, there's a few lines just in there that, that the knight swallowed one of them. Yeah. Like, it's, it doesn't seem, it seems almost inhuman at first, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The darkness invading the light became Lan. Yeah, that yeah. just feels a bit fady, doesn't it? But it's, we, we know Lan's got his, his magical cloak, don't we? So it's it's that sort of... Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of cloak. Yeah. cloak. Yes. Yeah. I think there is a moment where Perrin's just as afraid as the guards at this point, yeah. Yeah. Um, this, I, I do love this section because Lan is just, like, just not basically, Lan is just a badass, isn't he? Yeah, the way he does this, just knocks those two yeah, guys out. Yeah, yeah. And Bayer like slashes at him with the axe, doesn't he? Like, it. He feels he, the wind. He, he leans casually aside. You can imagine that's like a slow mo matrix yeah. shot in a film. Where this is so cinematic. This whole like part, a, like it, it, the, the blade, it's like cuts, shaves him. You can see like the hairs like pick yeah. up with his chin, like. And like the fact it, it, there's uh, the water struck with hands and feet in rapid succession. I, so, I thought uh, I wasn't going to mention yeah, that. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Kind of like a kid having a tantrum. No, I feel like it's, it's like a, it's like a combo, isn't it? Like a punch, punch, kick sort of thing. I just feel like he's like kicking and like <laughs> beating him with his fists, like you know, like a kid on the floor having a tantrum and, and like he's just buying them sweets at the, at the shop. But no, like it again. Land's very badass. We already know this. Yeah, he's he's, he's um. It's nice to see it in action. I see why Nynaeve loves him. Yeah, definitely confirmed. <laughs> so much evidence. Um, we'll stick with the sort of wolfy bit, I think, for a little bit. I don't think there's much more. Um, mostly, I think he stops feeling the wolves. I think they say bye to him, say they'll meet again soon. Well, yeah, so Lan, get, Lan gets him and Egwene out of there, doesn't he? So everything goes sort of smoothly. I think we're drumming ahead a little bit, aren't we? Yeah, I've got some stuff to come back to, but right, I'm okay. just dealing with the wolfy bits. Okay. Um, whilst we're on, well, well, with the Perrin wolfy bits, but yeah, so the wolves leave him, and then he he sort of suddenly he can he feels the pain a bit more because they were helping him not feel so pained being in their thoughts rather than his own, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and also we find that his eyes have gone yellow. Yes. Um. Very much like Elias, isn't it? Like his yes. his eyes are almost completely yellow now, aren't they? Yes, very much related to being a wolfy boy. Yep. Um, Moraine sort of uh, infers as much, I guess. She didn't sort of well, right, so. Yeah, Nynaeve is sort of trying to identify what's wrong with him, isn't she? Yeah. At the end of the chapter. She thinks it's quite, something quite conveniently called yellow eye fever. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, well, it can't be that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's really it with regards to Perrin and the wolves. I know there's a bit more sort of wolfy stuff to talk about but it's that's a bit further on and I just want to quickly jump back to something about Lan okay he's got some titles here from um... yes I suppose how are the titles brought up because that's also quite interesting oh it? yeah so this ties in with my naive yeah theory doesn't it I was waiting for you to bring this up <laughs> yeah 
So, Moraine says, and Nynaeve has not returned, I fear that young woman has done something foolish. Uh, and Lance spun his heel as if to return the way they had come, but a single whip-crack word from Moraine halted him. No! So, he was ready to go save Nynaeve. Yes. Because he loves her. And he has to be uh, reminded of a few of his oath, doesn't he? Yes. Um, so, Moraine says, remember your oath, Al Lan. Mandragor and Lord of the Seven Towers. What are the oath of a diademed battle lord of the Malkieri? I suppose so, what's your understanding of this? Because we've heard a couple of these bits before, haven't we? But not the full thing. So we've heard Lord of the Seven Towers. I don't know. I saw... Can we just quickly cover the fact that he's called Alan? Alan? <laughs> it's not Alan. It's, it's Alan. Alan. <laughs> it's Alan. It's big Alan Mandragor. <laughs> so I suppose... I mean, the Al isn't capitalised, is it? No. no I mean, so it's a surname? No, I'm not saying it's a surname. Because Randall no, Thor. Like, I mean... Again, I'm Go not going to say anything. We may no, say no, it. tell me some more. No, no, we'll, I'm just going to leave it there. Give me some knowledge it's, bombs. It's not, it's not capitalised, shall we say. So. Anyhow, his name's Alan. His name's Alan. <laughs> Alan Mandragoran. That's his surname. Yeah. Mandragoran. And he's a lord of the Seven Towers, which we know from when he was like, For the Seven Towers! Yeah, yeah. Um... And he has made the oath of a diademed battle lord of the Malkieri. So diademed. So what? Do you not? Do you know? What, do you know what that means? No. So a diadem. Do you know what one of them is? Nope. So it's not like. Well, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's not two. It's not a wheel. It's not a wheel of time thing. It's just a like real a, thing. Yes. A real world thing. Yeah, yeah. You've seen. Ah. Harry Potter, you've seen Harry Potter, right? I'm not allowed to Google shit though. Yeah, but you've seen Harry Potter, right? Is it a 12-sided dice? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a diadem in Harry Potter, but it's, it's sort of a crown. Oh, like a, like a tiara? A more, it's <laughs> like a male tiara. Kind of. <laughs> but no, it's just more like, it's literally a crown almost. So, so the oath of a crown, a crown battle lord of the Malkieri. Is he a king? I mean... We don't know. But I don't know. Like, I've seen your face. Are you quite good at poker face? My face is poker. <laughs> poker you, you face. You should quite good at poker face. If you're, if you're king... I just see your <laughs> face over there. If you're king power user spotter, then I'm poker face king. <laughs> but no, a diademed means crowned, essentially. Crowned. Oh, a diadem is a crown, and then diademed means he is crowned battle lord of the month. He's a king, mate! I mean... It doesn't say king anyway, does it? It says diadem. Yeah, who who's, who's wearing crowns? Who's wearing crowns? Kings. Queens. I guess. Also, battle lords, apparently. But battle lords of the Malkieri. Do we know what Malkieri is? I don't believe so. No? Okay. Just another word to tuck away in the brain box. <laughs> cool. So, King Alan. <laughs> <laughs> As he will now be known. As he will now be known. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's only all I got. Just I thought it was interesting. Very, extra, very extra interesting. Stuff for him. But, um, yeah, big takeaways, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Any more points then? Yeah. <laughs> Back into the old 90 but a hate corner. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. The sequel. <laughs> uh, one of many. <laughs> <laughs> So, Nani rocks back up. She does. And she brought Bella with her. Yep. And 
naive jump start. I was like, I almost didn't find you again, Egwene. Thank the light you're alive. And Perrin's just stood there being ignored. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to bring <laughs> this up. Perrin's there like, <laughs> thank God you're alive, Egwene. Uh, oh, hi, per- Perrin, I guess. I didn't know you were here. <laughs> didn't even know it was you, Perrin. It could have been you, Randall. I knew one of you was here. I didn't know which one specifically, but I guess you'll do. Not Egwene, are you? But Perrin will do. So yeah, it's the, they have a sort of reunion don't know, but she does get around a parent eventually mm. so <laughs> first of all before that happens um, she's been really weird with Egwene I think okay she um, she meets Egwene hugs her and all the rest of it which is you know what you'd expect uh, but he thought he heard her give a low laugh and it puzzled him because he did not think it had anything to do with her happiness at seeing them again so it, it just feels like she's seen Egwene buzzing run to give her a hug and then she's like these two fuckers are idiots. And then, like, as a, like, like, starts to, like, immediately fucking get in, get, like, get in the boot in on, like, Lan and Moraine. Which also happens when Moraine says that she believes that the other two are in Camelin and Nynaeve gives a loud, disparaging grunt. Like, suddenly she's fucking Billy Big Balls. Well, she's back in front of yeah, yeah. sort of uh, children. She's now, fucking she, showing yeah. off all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it's, it just feels weird. It feel, but then it also feels like Egwene's on her side. I don't remember you got Egwene's point of view on the matter, but Egwene was very much torn between Nynaeve and Moraine earlier in the book, and now yeah. it's like not so torn anymore. It feels like she's more Nynaeve. Okay. Um, but I might just be reading too much into that. You reading into that? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> um, also, just while we're on Nynaeve, she's just going to heal Perrin. Yeah, she got she's, she's like, get your shirt off. I've heard one of them didn't like you very much. But why does she always insist on labeling, like telling everybody what's in all the ointments? <laughs> like all the time she does it. She's like, so she gets her, puts a greasy ointment over his bruise and she's like, oh, ground ivy, five finger and sunburst. Well, I, I, I suppose it gives sort of a... Who gives a fuck? But does it a, work? If I went to the doctor and he's just like, I'm going to shove, I'm going to shove this in here and take this. Like, you no, know no, what it is. Just... Just say it's an ointment for fucking healing bruises. She's showing you that she knows what she's on about. Yeah, all the time she's, she's not just like, I. Like, like, like when she was banging on about. I'm just spreading rice pudding all <laughs> over your chest. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's medicinal. I'd rather rice pudding. <laughs> um, no, but she's always doing it. Like, she's like a really, like, she's like a really pretentious, like, chef <laughs> talking about, like, a, the new dish she's brought out. So I have uh, pureed. Lamb's blood with <laughs> Jew of dog. <laughs> I, mean, she's, she's, I think she's just trying to she know what she's on about. Yeah, but she does it all the time because she also was like... And Again, like, if I went to a doctor, no, 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 I'd want no, her to no, tell no, me no, what they were putting on me. No, you wouldn't. You'd just be like, does it do the job? Yes, thanks. They always but, tell you, though. Yeah, but they always say, here's some paracetamol. They don't go, here's some paracetamol. It's made of... The root of a fucking <laughs> no, potato. Again, that's because we've got a generally accepted name for it. You're called bruise ointment. <laughs> I got bruise ointment for you. Yeah, and he's not going to be like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to whip out with some DP. She's like, she's got to tell you what it is. Well, like, she's done it. She's done it a lot. She's done it all the time. Like when they were, when they were about like, it's just a oh, character, feeling, a character quirk. Yeah, just, what's yeah, yeah, she yeah, does? yeah, quirk. Okay. And she, she's like, uh, when when everyone was tired, she's like, oh, this tea will be good for that. You know, parents seem to enjoy it. It seems to like oh, take they enjoy it. Away. But it does take the pain away. Yeah. Um, and then Nynaeve gets a bit snippy about that. Yeah, yeah. Says that you can think of Moraine. He's like, no, it's like, doesn't hurt. Um, 
Yeah, so I think that's my, my hate corner done with for a little bit. <laughs> so we don't want to any of that, are we? Yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to pull you up. You pull me up? If you're, I feel like you've, you've um, labelled yourself King Power Usage. No spotter. way. Oh, shut up. I'm going to have to decron you straight away. No, 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 don't do this. Because she heals him. <laughs> She heals him with her powers. She doesn't. Look at you scrambling. I was just. You were the king. I am the king. Every king makes a mistake. I'm going to decron you for incompetence. Everybody's surprised at how good she healed him because she used the power to do it. The purple splotches fade into brown and the brown and yellow pale, some disappearing altogether. You just didn't give me a chance. (laughs) I was this close to saying it. This close that you pass by altogether. She looked a little surprised herself and strangely frightened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would she be frightened? She's used the power. <laughs> I told you that before you even said Come on, your majesty. You <laughs> fucking missed it. Look. <laughs> I'll take it. Just, I know that your poker face wasn't as good as you thought it was before when I was talking about King Alan. I mean, that was just a diadem, which means crown. King Alan. <laughs> oh, it is like a king, and your face was like, was, you didn't know how to react. totally blank on no. the kill well, That's your usual face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, King Alan. Anyway, yeah. So, moving on from you, missing some obvious. Um... <laughs> Something obvious. I bet you, you spoiled on your fifth read through. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we get to parents' yellow eyes, don't we? Yes, um... Which we've sort of covered in regards to Perrin, and sort of... It's, it's more people's reaction to it at this point, isn't it, yeah? Yeah, but I guess the next thing is probably more Lan's relationship at this point, with the wolves. Yeah, so, like, Moraine sort of acknowledges it, doesn't he? Doesn't she? Yes. Acknowledges the... I mean, it's, it's, it's very Moraine, isn't it, where it says, something ordained to be woven, or a change in the pattern. Mm-hmm. If a change by what hand? The wheel weaves as the wheel will. It's, like, it's, it's a very Moraine Does Moraine statement. not just always say it is what it is? <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's what she's saying, isn't it? Yeah. She's always just, well, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a flowery, a flowery way of saying that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so... Nynaeve asked if she can heal him. But and could. she said it's not an illness. No, well, not, not okay. direct. At least I can say it will not harm him directly. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so then this brings to a bit of a heart to heart, isn't it, between Lan and Perrin? Yeah, I think we mentioned pre pod I think this is the most Lan said all book, and he says it in one page, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I suppose, go into it then. What do we, what do we find out? So, Perrin asks Lan if he knows, like, what's going on with him and Lan does does know that um, and he explains so Lan's already seems to know more about the the old wolfy business than he well I always knew he was quite a wolf wolf orientated but yeah, was, yeah. Um, but yeah so he, he already sort of oh, he's aware of it and we sort of find out that because he sorry I'm a bit back and forth for you. Yeah, yeah. I sort me, sort me thoughts on it. He asks if Perrin come across it sort of naturally, or if he met a guide or an intermediary. Yeah. And obviously, we know the guide was Elias, which he, which Perrin tells Lan, and it turns out Lan knew Elias from yeah. back in the day. 
um, when there were young wolf cubs together. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the book and I can't see that part, but... <laughs> Heavily implied somewhere. No, but, um, joking aside, um, Lan learned a lot from Elias, um, but Elias must have always been a wolfy boy, and the Red Aja dealt with him. Well, I mean, does it seem? Or we, tried we find to. out that Elias was a warder. Elias was a warder, yes. Uh, we, when Lan was like coming up with Lan or learning with Lan or whatever. Yeah, so he he taught Lan a lot. Yeah, about serving the with Lan yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, but before what happened, which is very vague, and then he sort of says the Red Archer and then yeah. fades off. So yeah, feels like the Red Archer did something to him. Potentially. Or threatened to do something to him, which has led to him to his life of like nomadicness. Um, yeah, and I don't really know, mate. I think that's kind of I guess just the fact that he's got a bit of a history. Yeah. So, it, it, so the fact that Elias is water is quite interesting. Yeah, it? absolutely. So, sort, sort of, I guess the the, the fates were. Um, Intertwined from like long ago. Yeah, so they, they get le- it's less of Elias's uh, relationship to Lan. It's more what Lan knows about what's happening to Perrin. Yes, um, Perrin's quite worried that it's a it's like from the dark one, and Lan, yeah. Lan reassures him that it's it's not essentially. Yeah, he says some believe it is, but they are wrong. It's old and lost long before the dark one was found, which is an interesting point. Hmm. Long before the dark, when was the dark one found? We don't know. That's just what Lan says. Okay. <laughs> but I think I think this next section here. Um, sometimes the pattern has a randomness to it, to our eyes at least. But what chance that you should meet a man who could guide you in this thing, and one you, and you one who could follow the guiding. The pattern is forming a great web, what some call the lace of ages, and you lads are central to it. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think there is much chance left in your lives now. Do you, it, like, does this remind you of anything? Mm-hmm. I don't remember how to say it though. <laughs> <laughs> Tavira. Yes, yeah. I was wondering if you'd like saw this this sort of parallel between what Lance said here and what Loyal said. Yeah. 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 So essentially, that's what's being said here. Is it like destiny? Almost. Yeah. Destiny. He said, like, how much chances are left in your life, sort of thing, have you been chosen for this? Like, mm-hmm. it, it all seems very. Sort of like faded almost, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's pretty much it, isn't it? I think they decide they're going to go like and try a, and There's an interesting, interesting bit. That's sort of like just a bit of camaraderie between Lan and Perrin, it's fine, isn't it? Like, I think the. If we look at Egwene and she's got. Egwene's got Nynaeve and Moraine as like sort of role models almost, yeah. but like sort of guiding figures, and the boys haven't really got anyone at this point. Like, Tom was sort of that. Yep. For them, he was like the one they could go to, and Lan was very much not, an extension of Moraine. Yeah, yeah, not somebody you could go to. Yeah, I just think it's just nice that we get a bit here. It's like almost bonding. Yeah, yeah a bit of a dynamic. <laughs> Lan says, We'll fight the shadow as long as we have breath, and if it overruns us, we'll go under biting and clawing. You two rivers folk are too stubborn to surrender. Mm. That sort of thing. So it's it's very much a bonding section, isn't it? Like, it's nice to see the pairing 
isn't like a lawn in his yeah, anymore. Yeah, especially I mean he's been a lawn pretty much the entire time since they got split up since yeah. he's only had a Gwyn in the company. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like ready to like chuck him under the bus as soon as some fit young Tuatha and rocks. How up. how have we turned a touching moment between Lan and Perrin in a yet more Egwene? I'm just saying I feel sorry for Perrin. He's to desperately needed this kind of interaction. He's been stuck with some snippy little <laughs> woman. Telling him to ride on a horse. <laughs> so we're going to finish this chapter on a positive, although you keep trying to drag us down. <laughs> like I said, it's just nice to see Lan isn't just... Marines, man. Yes, he has his own mind and he's, he's willing to help these boys. Yeah. yeah. I think that's nice. Excellent. Good stuff. Do we look to the chapter symbol? Yes. So what have we got? A lion. Yeah. We've seen this before. Yes, chapter 35. Cameron. <laughs> We've got any more than one word answers? No. <laughs> we're back. So, we're back around. Okay. Probably in Cameron. Seems uh, reasonable. Any any sort of expectations of what's going to happen? Not really, you know. We're still hoping for a full team reunion. Uh, we even know the web, I know that Lance just mentioned the web at the end of the last one that the boys are sort of caught in. So it feels like maybe that's sorry. We've the website the title of the chapter. So maybe you're starting to see that pattern come together. Well, that, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. The last chapter we were with Rand as well was also called Web of the Pattern. Yeah. So it's like a continuation, almost, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we got Web of the Pattern, Weaving of the Web. So there's a lot of a lot of weavy webby wheel stuff coming. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels like whatever the fates are intertwined is like starting to come together now. Yeah. Solidified solid yeah. picture. Solid solid prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we call it there? Yeah, call it there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Spiel of Time. You can share any thoughts or questions with us at Spiel underscore time on Twitter. We also have an email, Spiel of Time Podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for more Wheel of Time.